the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The Bruce Hooley Show podcast is brought to you by HemisphereCoffeeRoasters.com. Creating jobs and restoring dignity one cup at a time. Good coffee doing good. Learn more at HemisphereCoffeeRoasters.com. Hour number two, Bruce Hooley Show. We begin the hour with good news. Great news, in fact. A Pennsylvania judge has ordered five school board members who voted at the beginning of the school year to make masks mandatory in their school system that those five board members be immediately removed from office. Yahoo! This came from a parent-filed petition, power to the parents, in the Westchester, Pennsylvania area school district. Uh, One of the parents made the argument, got a lawyer to make it, that Pennsylvania law does not allow school boards to require students to wear masks. Ready for a non-shocking detail? All five board members removed were Democrats. (laughs) Why did they run afoul of parents? Well, of course, the masking, but the masking in conflict with the end of a Pennsylvania state order, emergency order that was rescinded, rescinded in June of 2021 to wear a mask. That was rescinded by the state. The board goes, now we're keeping it. We're keeping it. And in the aftermath of the Pennsylvania Supreme Court declaring mask mandates unconstitutional in the state of Pennsylvania. So these five board members are gonzo, and that is good news because you have to be accountable to the law, and school board members should be accountable to parents. So you don't have to be cowed by the criticism that you're hateful, intolerant, not diverse, not equitable. If you're standing up for truth and you're standing up for what is right, and if you're telling both sides of the story. For instance, I know a lot of people listen to this show and they think, oh, you're totally in the bag for all Republicans. Well, I don't think I am. If the Republicans do something stupid, which Matt Dolan's a Republican, right? I'm on Matt Dolan's case for his crazy co-sponsorship of the Equality Act in the state of Ohio. I've said Josh Mandel is a bit tedious when he gets into the I'm a fighter, I'm a Marine, blah, 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 blah. I've said that he was wrong to say that Mike Gibbons was attacking veterans when Gibbons said, Josh Mandel's never worked in the private sector. Josh Mandel's response was, I I was a Marine. Great. Love the fact that you were a Marine. Really appreciative of the fact that you were a Marine. You still weren't working in the private sector. You weren't risking any of your own capital. You weren't hiring anyone. You weren't creating wealth. You were doing a job, a noble job, the one of the most noble jobs that you could do on behalf of your country, sacrificing your time, your effort. Phenomenal. It's just not the private sector. 
And let me just add another one. The Democrats are tanking in the polls. Tanking. And they refuse to reverse course. I mean, they just absolutely refuse to reverse course. Their course correction is to do more of what they're already doing. AOC, all out crazy, Alexandria Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez yesterday said that they're going to take a bloodbath in the midterms if, if President Biden doesn't use executive orders to do more things to impose progressive policies on the American public and thereby change their lives. Change their lives is what AOC said needs to be done. Well, um, I think this comment from Mitch McConnell's former chief of staff, Josh Holmes, adequately expresses the fact that, yeah, they are changing lives, just not exactly for the good. They've changed people's lives all right. I mean, I I think AOC's got that one piece of it absolutely right. I'm hard-pressed to find a single thing that they've done that's improved a a life in America. And you talked about immigration. We talked about the foreign policy. I mean, the economy, inflation. I mean, you you literally tick down the list. It's everything. And the problem is, is that they followed AOC down the pathway to a radical left governance. There was absolutely nothing that they did that was in the center, barring one single infrastructure bill that was, you know, could have been done in two weeks. They, they spent the entire year implementing policies that are off the left-hand side of the map. They are reaping the consequence of that because the reality has caught up to the politics. And, <laughs> I mean, listen, if they keep listening to uh, AOC, it is going to be an even further ride down in the polls. Yeah, it absolutely is. Now, you're going to get, as we get closer to the midterms, you're going to get in discussions with friends. I hope you have Democratic friends. I hope you have Democratic friends, and I hope you get in discussions with them. Not arguments, not shouting matches, not name-calling contests. Discussions with them where you can articulate your position calmly, but boldly. How do you do that? Well, you got to be informed, number one. You can't just, you know, go off half-cocked with quote-unquote facts that aren't supported. But Megyn Kelly is somebody who, well, let's refresh, shall we? Megyn Kelly, she... At Fox News. Oh, she's a conservative, Bruce. Well, really? She went after Trump in one of the first debates in 2016. Trump went after her. Then she went to NBC News. Ended badly for her there. Shocker. But Megyn Kelly now has her own podcast. She's an independent journalist. And she has a lot of different guests on from a lot of different walks of life. And the other day, she had on Marianne Williamson, who was a Democratic candidate for like a cup of coffee. She's the crystal lady, the the, the voodoo lady, the... Happy talk lady, the love conquers all lady, and it does if it's authentic Christian love. But Marianne Williamson went into this thing about, uh, you know, Trump is evil and Trump. She did what all Democrats do. She did a half truth. Marianne Kelly goes, well, why are you so, you know, hard on Trump? Well, he was lawless. Why was he lawless? Give me an example if he's lawless. And Marianne Williamson told a story of a guy in Portland who she said Trump celebrated his death in an exchange of gunfire with U.S. Marshals. And she said, Trump said, we got him. We got him. Well, I didn't remember the details of that, so I went and looked them up. And there are details that Marianne Williamson left out. The details are that this guy, shot by U.S. Marshals, was wanted because he murdered someone who had attended a Trump rally 
days before. He was captured on video. He was identified. He was wanted. And he would not cooperate. And so he lost his life. That was the detail Marianne Williamson left out. And, of course, Megyn Kelly wasn't prepared for that. But, boy, was she prepared to argue with Marianne Williamson's tilted view of how Democrats are always right and orange man bad. Orange man bad. That's the thing, right? Orange man bad! Well, orange man had elements of bad, but orange man wasn't bad at everything. I hate it when the machine doesn't do what I want the machine to do. Let's try again. Orange man. Deeper issue of respect for law as it is written in the U.S. Constitution, whether it is Biden uh, that is uh, is behaving in an outrageous way or it is Trump that is behaving in an outrageous way. We shouldn't respond to these things just as Republicans or Democrats. We should respond to them as Americans. You know, to me, it's so aggravating because the, the media covered, you know, everything Trump did. You know, to the nth degree. And let's not even get into Russiagate, which was fake and made up. Um, but you you talk about respect for norms. I covered the Obama administration night after night after night after night. And I listened to President Obama himself say he had no more room on, on executive action when it came to immigration reform. He was out of tricks. The bag was empty. He'd done everything he could do and said, I'm not a king. I, I'm out. And then he did more. And then he did the Dreamer uh, executive order and so on. And that was extra. That was that was lawless. That was not respectful of the Constitution. And then I, now I see Joe Biden do things like the uh, eviction moratorium, which he knew he knew was unlawful. He knew the Supreme Court was not going to uphold it. And he he did it anyway. Uh, he knew it was lawless. And sure enough, it got struck down. And the same thing with the with the mandate on the vaccines. He knew it was going to get struck down, but he did it anyway. So I I mean, you could go on and on about the lawlessness of our of our you know, leaders, but you have to make the case on both sides. This this president has behaved in an in a lawless way as well. Yes, he has. And Megyn Kelly was just getting started. And we'll play more of her rebuttal to Marianne Williams' tilted view of the double standard in media. Next on the Bruce Hooley Show. I have posted a uh, Twitter poll. I don't do Twitter polls very often, but I've posted a Twitter poll, which is kind of a, um, well, it's a um, interesting dilemma that the country western singer Eric Church has. He's a big fan of the North Carolina Tar Heels basketball team that is playing in the Final Four on Saturday. They're not just playing in the Final Four. They're playing their arch rival Duke in the Final Four. And while Duke and Carolina have been rivals for a long, long time and the best basketball rivals in the college game, uh, and they have played, I don't know, they probably played, I don't know, I'm going to guess 300 times. They've never played in the Final Four. Adding to the uh, stakes, besides the fact the winner will play for the national championship on Monday night, is that every game Duke plays could be the last game coached by legendary Duke coach Mike Krzyzewski, who lost his last game at home at the end of the regular season, to North Carolina. Now imagine, if you're a Carolina fan, you would love nothing better than to be the team that beats Shashevsky in his final home game and then knocks him out of the NCAA tournament. So there's a lot at stake for North Carolina, as is there for Duke. But Eric Church is a North Carolina fan, and Eric Church did not see this coming. 
because he scheduled a concert in San Antonio, Texas for Saturday night. I said scheduled because he's canceled the concert. He's canceled it. He's canceled it because he's going to go to New Orleans and watch the Final Four game between Carolina and Duke. Now, his fans, some of them, are not happy about this. Imagine if you had purchased tickets to the concert, made a weekend out of it, bought a flight to San Antonio, got mom and dad to fly into town, watch the kids while you're gone, and a couple days before the concert, Eric Church goes, oh, sorry, my Tar Heels are in the national semifinals. I'm canceling. And he has not established a alternate tour date or anything else. So the poll is... Country music star Eric Church has canceled a Saturday night concert so he can attend the Duke-Carolina game. Is that A, weak sauce, DVR the game, or B, a boss move by a loyal fan? Aaron, do you have a position on this dilemma by Eric Church? Uh, Yeah, watch the game later. Watch the game later. That's what I think, too. But he wants to go to the game, which he's not going to get to watch the game from nearly as good an angle by going to the game, I like the game on HD. I think it is weak sauce. But you and I are in the minority. So far, uh, 53% say boss move by a loyal fan. 47% say weak sauce, DVR the game. Uh, Megan Kelly and Marianne Williamson did not weigh in on that matter because their conversation took place as that Eric Church news was breaking. They were concerned with the double standard in media coverage. Marianne Williamson who was, I'm told, the most Googled candidate after the first Democratic debate. I guess she did run in 2020. She was out there just briefly in 2020. She claims, of course, she did well in the first debate, and so uh, big tech and big media and both political parties nefariously schemed to keep her out of the race. Um, She was, if not the mayor, then the mayor's wife from Crazy Town. But... She went on the Megyn Kelly podcast to talk about how evil Trump was and how evil both Democratic, both parties are. I will give her that. But her prism through which she views the unfairness in the media is decidedly slanted in the favor of Democrats. She gave examples of all Trump, this Trump, that Trump, this Trump, that. And I play this audio for you so that you will have a template on how to respond to people who only see life through one lens. I try to see life through a clear lens as far as it concerns Trump. Would I love to see Trump be president again? Absolutely, because if Trump's president, a Democrat won't be. But would I love to see Trump as president again over every other Republican out there? No. In fact, I am hoping and praying that Donald Trump does not run for president again. And the reason why, and this is pretty clear for me, So this is what I'm saying is you have to view life through a clear lens. Doesn't mean my clear lens is your clear lens. You can be a Trump person. That's fine. I think this comes down to if Donald Trump loves the country more than Donald Trump loves himself, he won't run. Because he should have the self-awareness to realize that he is, if this kind of feckless leadership continues for two and a half more years out of Joe Biden, Donald Trump's the only Republican candidate who could possibly lose. He might not lose. I know the polls now have him like five, six points ahead, but he's not running yet either. He will bring haters out of the woodwork. 
But you can also set your clock by this. If it's DeSantis, if it's Cotton, if it's Tim Scott, if it's Nikki Haley, if it's Christy Nome, if it's a garden gnome, they will be portrayed as worse than Trump. Book it. Book it. You know, Trump was bad, but this DeSantis. Trump was bad, but Josh Hawley. Trump was bad, but Tom Cotton. So that's coming. You can bet on that. But back to the Megyn Kelly, Marianne Williamson conversation. Megyn Kelly had engaged with her when Williamson was like, oh, you know, Trump administration was lawless, and we just don't, well, that's not what we're about in America. And Megyn Kelly wasn't having it. She gave examples of how Obama was lawless and Biden has been lawless, vaccine mandates and other things, eviction moratorium. You remember Biden said, no, no, courts will have to figure it out. Not that we're confident this will stand up. He wasn't confident it would stand up. He just thought, you know what, two, three months, whatever it takes him, we'll get that many people protected from paying their rent like a responsible person should do. And Megyn Kelly summarized her point, given all those examples, this way. The Democrats have no high ground. There is no high ground. They they cannot sit and point to him and say, how dare you deny the facts when it comes to his loss? I don't support. I, Trump did lose. He lost. There's There is no evidence of widespread voter fraud. And a lot of my listeners don't like to hear me say it. Well, that's the case. Um, that's not to say it wasn't rigged to help the Democrats. It was. Look back at what they did to the New York Post reporting on Hunter Biden, right? But I'm just saying, if we're going to be based on reality, let's be based on reality. And this president misleads us at every turn. And the media misleads us at every turn when it comes to media, when it comes to uh, Russiagate, I mean. Uh, and I could go on. And we're supposed to just look at the orange man bad and blame it all on him. And I'm sitting here as somebody who is never a huge Trump supporter saying, these are lies, and this is biased, and it's unfair, and really hating everyone. <laughs> That's where I live. Well, you know, but even what you just said stays stuck in the us versus them. Even what you're just saying stays stuck in the right versus left. I don't think it's the, right the versus wrong. That's dichotomy. where I am. I'm right versus wrong. Well, now, Marianne Williamson's response there is very telling and very typical of the Democratic response, of the leftist progressive response. Megyn Kelly gives her chapter and verse factual proof that all these things you're complaining that Trump did were done by Obama like similar things and are being done by Joe Biden. And Marianne Williamson's response is, well, I mean, now you're making it a right versus left issue. (laughs) Yes, because you were making it a versus right issue. That's what you were making. It's all bad on the right. No, we're going to point out it's also very bad on the left. Oh, well, don't bring, I mean, the left. I mean, now you're making it like a comparison. How many times have you heard, well, now you're doing the whataboutism. Yeah, what about this? Now you're doing whataboutism. Yeah, we are. Because you're stacking the deck. We're requiring you to unstack said deck. There's a word for people on both sides of the aisle who can only see their viewpoint, won't listen, and can't recognize the hypocrisy. Zealotry. Zealots are people who are 100% completely married to their point of view, to the exclusion of all other points of view. Now, I'm that way on some issues. I'm that way on abortion. The issues that I'm on, on 
intractable, immovable, locked in, welded to are issues that relate for me not to my position, independent of anything else, but to my position grounded in the truth of God is articulated in the Holy Scripture. No, I'm not movable on those things. I'm compelled not to be movable on those things. Now, what do you call a uh, a prostitute who owes money? Hmm. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com, salemnow.com.